Well, I hope you had a great time with your families, giving thanks, expressing gratitude. We had a wonderful time. We got to spend some time um, uh, with the family, some extended family. Listen, we don't allow government bureaucrats or authoritarian leaders to decide anything for us other than what the Constitution says they can do. And you know what? Because it's America, because I'm an American and I believe in freedom, I believe in your freedom to choose that too. So however you decided was best for you to celebrate Thanksgiving, my hat's off to you. And I hope it was one of uh, refilling, replenishing your soul. This is <laughs> a tough year, a tough year on many fronts. And we're getting a lot of data that's coming out that's showing um, some of our initial reactions and some of these, you know, it's insanity. Some of the things we know don't work, we're still doing, you know, expecting different results. That's insanity. We're realizing that the lockdowns, the masks, we're getting a lot of science to come out and say these things just aren't working like they've been touted. And so our pursuit for the truth continues. Here at the Eric Deem Show, we, uh, we uphold those values that we grew up with. Midwestern pragmatism, the, thing, the glue, right? Those things that hold us together, family, church communities, um, your colleagues, what have you. Um, Thanksgiving for us was just a great time to remind ourselves of what truly matters. In 2020, we have had so many distractions telling us what really matters, which politician cares for us more, which one is going to send us straight to hell, how we should vote, how we should pray. Politics have really taken over. And, and here at the Eric Deem Show, we want to make politics boring again. And that was just reiterated the entire time we were away for the Thanksgiving break. And we hope you tuned in to our Thanksgiving episode. We, we really enjoyed sharing that with you where we gave George Washington's proclamation uh, for Thanksgiving way back in 1789. Go back and listen to that. Um, it's a quick episode, but it reminds us of the foundation our country was built on and the types of politicians that were thinking ahead whenever they were making those documents that now govern and guide us today. And so uh, to that end, you may have seen this, this study that came out that um, basically said uh, masks are ineffective. It was um, in Denmark, this massive Danish study on surgical masks found no statistically significant benefit against COVID-19. <laughs> My gosh. And, and all I'm thinking about right now is how many YouTube videos have we watched of, of uh, Nancy or Rand, not, no offense to the Nancys and the Randys out there that are tuning in, but go with me. The Nancys or the Rands, or the Karens, do we want to use that instead? I don't know. That are rolling around from aisle to aisle, going after the folks who don't have the mask in the right place. You know, it's under the nose. It's under the chin. Those are my favorites. You know, I'm wearing it. But uh, I also saw this video. Did you all see this video? Now, listen, I'm from the Appalachian region. We're the heartbeat of America. These are the common sense folks that we understand how the America is supposed to be run. We understand small business. We understand pragmatism. But we have some folks that uh, probably shouldn't be our spokespeople. And one of them I saw on YouTube, she cut a hold. You see this, JB? 
she cut a hole in between the mask. Between her, she's wearing the mask. She's in a convenience store. She goes into the convenience store and she's got the hole between the nose, and it's just open. And uh, <laughs> the convenience store clerk, I love him. He uh, he couldn't help but had to get the video out. And then he called her back and he said, "Ma'am, ma'am, so tell me what, your mask." And, and as serious as she could be, well, it just helps me breathe better. But I got to wear the mask. <laughs> I've got. I've got. I mean, this is God love her. I'm sure she's a wonderful soul, um, and she's just like the rest of us. We just want to breathe. And in the land of the free, the home of the brave, we should be able to breathe. And now that we've got this study coming out, where uh, yeah, get this. So here's this uh, infographic. <clears throat> we'll post it somewhere. Well, we've posted it on Twitter at Eric Deem Show. It's been up there for weeks now. Um, Denmark. This study happened. The 3rd of April through the 2nd of June, so pretty much all of April and May of 2020, there were 6,024 adults randomly assigned. Okay, that's good. Followed for one month with antibody tests and all these other things that these smart people do over in, in Denmark. Essentially, you know what we got to the end of? 1.8% infected, 2.1% affected. The 1.8, these were the people who were following social distance measures and were wearing a mask outside of their home. So, 2%. The folks who only followed social distancing, 2%. Yes, that's exactly what that means. The folks who wore the mask, 2% got infected. The folks who didn't wear the masks, 2% got infected. <laughs> This study completely obliterates this cultish devotion to masks, as Daniel Horowitz wrote. And boy, I appreciate Daniel. He is so good at this, and, and we've been following him here at the Eric Deem Show on The Blaze. And he, he's thoughtful, he's pragmatic, and he's asking the questions all of, all of us are already asking. Where's the data? Where's the science? We're told to follow the science, but what happens? Chief scientist... Anthony Fauci. Remember old Tone? Yeah, he's out there. He's still around. He's, he's looking for a gig. He's thinking if this, if this Biden thing comes out and he, Biden does become the president, um, which it's all looking toward that way, sure. Uh, he's like, what? do I need to give a resume? And he's worried. If I put that I support it, I worked in the Trump administration, will they accept the resume? You know, he's worried about this. But he said, if you look him up. There are videos out here of him saying this. Well, there's videos out, of, out there of him saying a lot of things, uh, preparing for pandemics and otherwise, but let's stay on topic here, where he said, a mask isn't needed. I mean, he was interviewed in, I think this was in March of 2020. You know, this is back when I was quail hunting and hearing that the world was going to lock down. I'd have, I'd have gotten more birds, JB, had I known about this. We needed them in the freezer. So he's out there saying, no, you don't. If you're sick, wear a mask. If you're not, you don't need to wear it. It may make you feel better, but that's all it's going to do. Well, that tune changed pretty quickly. And then it became, and by the way, that's something that had been upheld for years. Even when I went through the fire service, it was, the idea was no, you put the mask on the sick person. Healthy people don't need to wear masks. Okay. Well, that quickly changed. Now everybody has to wear a mask. It's 14 days to flatten the curve. Well, what did that turn into? That turned into economic lockdowns. Lockdowns on our country that affected people in so many ways. We've talked about this on past episodes. 
think of all the increase in suicides and mental health problems and complications with children not being able to go to school or um, the folks with learning disabilities not being able to learn remotely. Think of the implications that lockdowns have had on us as a people. On a virus that is 99.9 blank percent, depending on if you're under 40, it's 99.96% survivable. It's, it's only when you're over, what is it, over 70 that, anyway, you, you all know the facts. The folks that, that tune in here understand um, data. And we've been talking about it for a while. So we're wondering, why are we closing things down? The cure can't be worse than the disease. What else is at play? Well, never mind that. Our bureaucrats and some elected leaders continue to lock things down, and then a vaccine is going to come. Well, then a vaccine is here, as we all know, and... Fauci comes out and says, you may need to still socially distance and wear a mask after a vaccine. Are you kidding me? So I'm looking at this. Uh, Horowitz did um, some pretty intense analysis here um, and and where he comes out with his study. He went through the study and kind of hit on a few things um, that I think are worth mentioning and pointing out here. Um. So we've gone from masks, I'm quoting here from his article. So we've gone from masks being more effective than a vaccine to no incontrovertible evidence that they will ever work in some way. <laughs> what are we doing? And it's long been held. Okay, OSHA. Now, I grew up in a blue-collar family. My dad has understood OSHA for years. I've understood those that acronym for many years and what they do and you know OSHA they have all their standards and guidelines and from the ladders to what we need to wear and the PPE and all that well uh, there's nothing new about mask wearing for anyone who's paying attention because OSHA has an OSHA for those of you out there that don't know Occupational Safety and Health Administration these are the bureaucrats that are looking out for our safety and our health so they have always said that N95s are the minimum standard for personal protective equipment. And uh, what Horowitz goes through to talk about in the study is surgical masks. Did you know this? Surgical masks have pores in them that are 30 times larger than the virus particles. And how many of you are are seeing people that aren't wearing the mask properly? So, <laughs> I... You sit back, it's really sad, too, because how many people you see walking down the street outside by themselves and they've got a mask on? <sighs> or, or they've got some other form of cloth or, or this thing. And, and, okay, so they're wearing their ski thing, you know, which is just doing absolutely nothing for you. Other than if you have bad breath, you're having to smell it more. So, you know, you're, you're punishing yourself unnecessarily. You see schools and businesses, people indoors for long periods of time, even people in surgical environments. You're not supposed to be wearing the N95 or people that are in N95 environments. You're not supposed to be wearing that for an extended period of time. You know, you're depriving yourself of the amount of oxygen that's optimal, increased headaches, all this other stuff that goes on. Never mind how many people are getting brand new masks every time they put it on. So what kind of bacteria is growing inside the mask. I mean, most people are changing their underwear more than they're changing their masks. Think of this. Oh, so, you know, 
The CDC even said in, in, um, in a recent study that 85% of those convalescent COVID patients that were surveyed reported that they wore a mask always or most of the time leading up to getting infected. Now, this is the CDC. We're supposed to trust science, aren't we? Well, if you do, and I think you should, they're saying 85% of the people infected were wearing masks or wearing masks 85% of the time. So um, it's really, you know, it was from my, I was actually in a, in a record store not long ago. They're very serious. They're at this record store I went in. 100% masks. Everybody's wearing a mask. They've got a little tray of masks outside the store. You walk up. Everybody has to disinfect. <laughs> what are we really doing? What's on these records? You know, and you got to either put gloves on or douse your hands with this uh, the sanitizer stuff that smells like alcohol. I'm so appreciative the beer industry has gotten in on this, especially the craft brews. So you know, so I'm loading up, slathering it on, putting the mask on. Here we go. I had a mask anyway. I carry carry one that's patriotic, you know, remind people of the freedoms that they still have, including the freedoms and the rights that these businesses have. You know, you got to wear a shirt and shoes. So if they tell me I got to wear a mask and if I want to go in there, I, I comply. Okay. So I go in and I'm looking through uh, 70s used records, seeing if Elton has anything out there that I may want to scoop up. Actually got a Billy Joel, JB, got a Billy Joel. And um, added to the collection. But anyway, my nose itched. Heaven forbid your nose itch inside of one of these record stores run by these, you know, the, the neo-hippies, these new hippies out there. I mean, the jeans are so tight. I've never been a tight jean guy because I I've just can't fit in them. Okay, As you've heard in previous episodes, I'm a husky guy. I've always had to shop at the husky section. Kmart. Hills, we had a Hills department store, and you walk in and, and it just smelled like um, popcorn. They had that little <laughs> concession stand up front, and uh, boy, you go in for the popcorn and the extra extra uh, butter poured on top. Makes your shopping experience a delight. And they had a layaway. Remember layaway? Yeah, before everybody charged everything. So anyway, back to the record store, the nose itch. I pull the mask down. Mouth is still covered. I'm scratching just my nose. Right about that time, Mr. Mask Police coming around the corner. He's he's not only got the mask on, he's got the face shield. He's loaded up. He's got the, the, the gloves. He goes, excuse me, sir, sir, you need to wear that mask appropriately. And now everybody in the entire store is looking at me. Well, I love a spotlight. And so I said, oh, I'm just getting some fresh air. <laughs> Wrong thing to say to the neo-hippie in the record store. Uh, he reared up, you know, ready to attack with fire, but I complied. And so he calmed down, and um, he didn't look at me the rest of the time I was in there, so, you know, I had to move on. But it just goes to show you, people are taking this so far. It's become like a religion where people are focused so much on the, the mask, and are you wearing the mask? And then the politicization of mask wearing and mask wearers uh, that we've forgotten about the science. And most of these people are wearing these cloth masks or these surgical masks even 
where the virus is still small enough to get through it. So, you know, it, 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 I referenced the, the study. Let me, let me actually pull up the study here. Um, I'm no scientist. I'm a political scientist. But I'm no scientist that uh, is wearing a lab coat. Um, but uh, but I just want to, let's see here. We got this. Uh, da, 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 da. Yep, 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 yep. So I've already pretty much told you this. Observational as evidence. Uh-huh. Yeah, background to assess. Design. Randomized controlled trial. Yep, yep, yep. Setting. Denmark, April and May 2020. We already talked about that. The participants, okay. Yeah, adults spending more than three hours per day outside the home without occupational mask use. So these were folks that weren't in jobs that required them to wear masks. So you, you truly got the um, the sample size there um, that was being monitored. You uh, six thousand people. You had those choosing to wear masks or those not wearing, choosing to not wear masks. And um, it's so interesting. It's just so interesting to look at it and realize, at the end of the day, uh, no statistically significant benefit against COVID-19 wearing this mask. So, look it up. It's uh, the annals of internal medicine. They're reputable. They're good. Look them up. We'll we'll post it here in the show notes, too, for you to get some understanding. Um, for yourself, but because um, you trust but verify, as we know. So you're sitting back and thinking on the masks. All right, what else? What else is at play? What's what's happening? And remember, always follow the money. We have here some information, also from Daniel Horowitz talking about how hospital data is being inflated, and keep in mind. We've all talked about how much money people are getting. If they get positive, they have a positive uh, COVID uh, patient or a COVID death, many hospitals get an increase, tens of thousands of dollars of money per death to cover for that. Um, so Horowitz goes, goes a little further and starts talking about the, the counting of observation beds in these hospitals. They're like, well, why would, why would hospitals inflate data, well, because it's tied to the money they're getting, and how many hospitals do you know that are struggling or have closed? I read stories all the time of communities that have lost their hospital, that are losing their hospitals, communities out west that don't have hospitals within an hour's drive, where you have to hop in a helicopter, and good luck for the helicopter to get there in time. I mean, it's terrible. Um, And we can talk about how government influence and infiltration into our healthcare system has led to a lot of this, um, but that'll be for a future episode. But so we're counting observation beds. So this is interesting to me. Uh, there was an update from the HHS in October, uh, where the guidelines now say patients occupying observation beds are now included in hospital admission totals. These aren't people that have tested positive. These are people who have a sniffle and think they need to be tested. So. Here's what it says, section 9, <clears throat> subsection A. <clears throat> this is from October 6th, total ho- hospitalized adults suspected or confirmed positive COVID patients. Okay, then they added this line. Now, this is very important. I want you to tune in here. Listen real closely. Include those in observation beds. There it is. 
Now, compare that to July, the July 10th update, where it said, and, and it stopped at this, patients currently hospitalized in an adult inpatient bed who have laboratory confirmed or suspected COVID-19. So you go from needing the uh, laboratory confirmed to an addition that says include those in observation beds. Let's go further. Also issued are new rules including severe financial penalties for hospitals who fail to report all required data. So hospitals already, you know, needing to get the right codes and lacking codes and and worried about not getting paid or reimbursed for things. Community hospitals, rural hospitals, already they're either dead or already dying or dead, right? I mean, how many of them have closed? Uh, we can get that data to you, but thousands across the country have closed. And so your major population hubs still have them, but and, but now those are being forced to put you know just the outpatient centers in places, and the doc's only there one or two days a week, and he's like a traveling Methodist minister from back in the day, you know, riding for. Church to church, that's what's happened. Um, it's, it's kind of interesting how things cycle back. But but what are we doing? What are we doing? And if you question the data, now suddenly you're viewed as a conspiracy theorist. No, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. If there is a conspiracy on this, we should know about it. If our leading uh, bureaucrats and health administrations are telling us to now start to include other data... We should uh, we should be asking the question. We should be getting answers. Also, car accidents and heart attacks magically become COVID. Horwitz explains that North Dakota and Iowa are the only states that distinguish those who are hospitalized because of COVID nineteen from those hospitalized because of other ailments or injuries or just happen to test positive. It's unbelievable. How many people just have these asymptomatic or otherwise light symptoms, but what do we do? The COVID trackers are out, right? If you're positive, we get to hear about it. If you're, there are deaths, we get to hear about it. And the, the irony that is lost is that the overwhelming majority of these cases are mild and asymptomatic. This was Daniel's point, Daniel Horwitz's point. He goes, the majority of these are mild or asymptomatic, and we're panicking like this is a stage four cancer, which creates this self-fulfilling prophecy of straining the hospitals, having illogical problems, people thinking that they need to uh, aggressively quarantine, giving elected officials this perceived security uh, of, of going out and locking down the economy. As we've said before, fear is the virus that is affecting our public right now. We need to get back to understanding the data. We need to start asking for the data. We need to start holding the people accountable who are telling us to do things. And we did a lot of looking at data on lockdowns in Europe as well as in the U.S., and they just don't work. They just simply don't work. If you have a positive covid uh, test, or if you are vulnerable to issues, whether you have comorbidities or your your age, or you just don't feel safe, well, you have the right and the freedom and the ability to stay at home and stay out of harm's way, and that should be honored, sure. 
But there are millions and millions more who are ready to get to work, ready to get back to work, ready to keep the country open, and are tired of this continual fear-mongering of closing down our country. We've made it to the 1st of December. That is something worth celebrating, okay? We've only got one month left in 2020. For the love of God and everything that is holy, let's not carry 2020 with us into 2021. The science is out. It's pretty clear. Remember, follow the money. A lot of people make a lot of money by peddling uncertainty. And the truth of the matter is we're a pretty big ship as a country. Big health care companies, big health care institutions are very big ships. They've made a lot of changes in light of early on data, data that has been proven maybe to be uh, ineffective. We're supposed to lose millions, right? Well, these are based on models. We don't need to be basing things and decisions on models. That's my point. We have enough data now that we don't need to be using models to make decisions. We have the hard data. And the hard data says restaurants are part of the solution, not part of the problem. The data says masks don't work. 2% of the people wearing a mask got the virus. 2% of the people without the mask got the virus. The data is also pretty clear on who is most at risk. So if you're most at risk, you need to take more precautions. That's just the data is out there. The science is out there. We don't need to be relying on models. We need to be smart. So I thought it was important for us to have a conversation on COVID is overtaking everything. It's not going to overtake the Eric Deems show, let me tell you that. But we got to talk about it. And we got to talk about just the blatant hypocrisy that we're seeing from elected officials saying one thing, doing another. I wonder how many of these people, the photos are going to be coming out, you know, of their family gatherings for Thanksgiving. Yeah, they posted the pictures of just the two of them, just with the wife. Didn't even bring the kids home. And then, you know... Just go to the kids' social media. I'm sure we'll see what really took place. It's, it's unfortunate. So um, anyway, I'm thankful for all of you. I enjoyed the, the Thanksgiving holiday, the Thanksgiving season. I'm thankful that you're tuning in and, and giving me uh, just another reason to show up and talk, which I love doing. But I want that talk to be dialogue as well. So reach out to me. Give me your thoughts. What do you think about this, this study that came from Denmark and um, all of the additional data that we're getting from the CDC and elsewhere um, that's supporting keeping the country open, that's calling into question all these mask mandates that we've had? What, what are your thoughts? Chief at ericdeemshow.com. That's the email to reach me. And I'm on social media at ericdeemshow. Let's keep the conversation going. And we'll be back on Friday with another Deems List.